the helm. It will be his mission to get this group of veteran leadership and a mix of bright new faces to achieve that goal. We head down the road for the Battle of the H1 between two heated rivals. For the HPU Sharks, it's been a season of learning and adjusting to their new head coach. For the young Silver Swords of Chaminade University, they are facing those very same growing pains. Can the Sharks top their rival and inch their way closer to the middle of the pack in the standings? Or can the Silver Swords end their 13-game skid? We find out now. Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii presents Hawaii Pacific University Women's Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And now, live from McCabe Gymnasium on the campus of Chaminade University, let's go courtside to play-by-play announcer Paul Brecht and Kyle Galdera. Hello and welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brex, Kyle Galdera here to bring you all the action in a PacWest matchup. A big time one, the battle of the H1. In fact, Chaminade taking on HPU women's basketball first here today. Chaminade enters today at just 2-13 and 13 overall on a 13-game losing streak. It's been a tough go of it lately, Kyle. They start the year off with two wins, and then since then just haven't really been able to get off the snide. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they used the H1 as kind of a metaphor for this matchup, and I'm going to use that even further. I'm going to say HPU is the part of the H1 that's been repaved, but yet they're still kind of putting some lines on, fixing the potholes a bit, and then the Chaminade side is the side that looks like the other side of the moon, right? Craters <laughs> all over, a lot of stuff to be filled in, and that's really been the, the tale of these two programs. HPU is on the way up, rebuilding. Chaminade has basically bottomed out, and they've got a lot of young talent, but as we talked about getting ready for this broadcast, Paul, they have a long way to go, and a big step for them tonight would be beating HPU. It really would be to kind of get the monkey off of their back in a sense. A long losing streak for Chaminade against these HPU Sharks in the women's basketball sport that is 40 consecutive losses by Chaminade. 44 total meetings. They won the first four and all the beautiful people deserve to know this. This is actually Kyle Galdera made sure that I, I was aware of the first four going to Chaminade but then 40 consecutive to HPU. So a little bit of pressure for the Sharks on the other end who have started to figure it out here, especially with a couple of new additions in Allison Ross. And knowing that you're positive, Paul, I'm going to put a positive spin on it. For HPU, they've struggled a bit 2-4 and four in conference, but what a better matchup than Chaminade. Again, a 40-game win streak. And as we get ready for tip, got Megan Jones going up against Ashley Holen. The tip is up and won by HPU. And we are underway here inside McCabe Gymnasium. Haley Masaki handling the point guard duties for the Sharks here to start things off. Hands off to Allison Ross, who gives to Leslie Mojica. Backdoor cut to Masaki. Kicks out to Kalina Aubrey, who can't get that three to go. Offensive rebound by Allison Ross. Will give it to Megan Jones. Takes a couple of dribbles. Shot across the lane. Can't get that one to go. Put back up and good for the game's first points. And Megan Jones, her first points of the afternoon. 2-0 lead for the Sharks. That's a really good sign for HPU. Three bites at the apple. They convert on the Jones layup. And so far, Chaminade has no answer for the taller Sharks. Excellent defense here as Haley Masaki steals away the Dallas Martinez pass. The Sharks in transition the other way. Gives to Aubrey on the baseline. And Aubrey stepped out of bounds. Going to be a turnover for the Sharks. 9.08 remaining here in the first quarter. 
2-0 the lead for HPU. Our referees this afternoon, Mason Souza, the very verbose fellow Portuguese in the house, Tiki Kaleohano, and Kevin Hiriyama. Here's Emma Morris taking a couple of dribbles on the right wing. Gives up top to Sasha Phillip, who will hand over to Dallas Martinez. Martinez, jab step, and now will drive. Picks up her dribble in the short corner. Hands off to Holy. Holy will put up a wild shot and gets bailed out on a foul with just four seconds left on the shot clock. We'll see who it's on. Foul is going to go against zero. That's Leslie Mojica, the freshman guard out of El Paso, Texas. The first foul on the Sharks. First foul on Mojica. And Ashley Holen steps to the line for a pair. First one off the mark. No good. And, Paul, you mentioned Holen getting bailed out. Not only was she helped out by that call, but she was also the benefit of a no call for that obvious push-off on the offensive side. Second Ball free throw lie. off the mark, and you're right, Kyle. Ball don't lie as Megan Jones tracks down the rebound and gives it off to Masaki. Still a 2-0 lead here, 90 seconds into action inside McCabe Gymnasium for HPU. Masaki, hesitation dribble, will hand off to Ross. Ross to Jones at the left elbow. Jones will face up, take a couple of dribbles, and drive the lane. Got a foul on the ground, I believe, first. It'll go against Sasha Phillip. It's her first first on the Silver Swords. And now a baseline out-of-bounds opportunity for Hawaii Pacific. And that foul was a symptom of HPU being taller and more athletic. Obvious mismatch between Phillip and Jones. Jones got the foul. Not enough height on that pass from Masaki as it's stolen away. And back the other way comes Chaminade. Morgan Escobedo puts it on up and in the freshman guard. She has herself a, a pretty full stat sheet, averages about six points a night and six and a half boards, despite standing a, a lot shorter than most others. And looks like the old foot trick here as Kalina Aubrey goes off of her foot, dribbles it off her foot and out of bounds. It'll be another HPU turnover, the second turnover for Aubrey here just two minutes into action and a 2-2 ball game inside McCabe Gymnasium. And our quick key to the game for Chaminade, follow Escobedo. She leads the team in most major categories, and it's great to see the fabulous freshman doing that for Chaminade. Holen passes over to the right wing to Escobedo. Escobedo will drive. Looks like a piece of that one was gotten by Megan Jones. Back the other way comes HPU. Allison Ross with a head of steam. Lays it up. Can't get the layup to go. Rebounded by Sasha Phillip. Ross came back after a semester at sea and immediately put up 27 points in her return for HPU, averaging 16 points per game across two contests thus far. And Ashley Holen will be heading back to the free throw line. A second foul against Leslie Mojica here just two and a half minutes into action. Second foul that Holen draws and she'll head back to the line for a pair. And that's the second delayed foul called by the referees tonight, which is starting to frustrate HPU a bit, but to their credit, still keeping things tied up at two and to Chaminade's credit, making their way to the free throw line. That's going to be one of the ways they can upset HPU this afternoon. Something they need to continue to do as first free throw up and good for Holen. There is a 3-2 lead now for the home squad into the game for the first time for HPU. Jordan Jensen and Erica Glenn, a couple of guards for Ray Alvarado. Second free throw for Holen is also pure. 4-2 now, the Chaminade lead. 7.28 and ticking here in the opening quarter. Masaki will bring it across the timeline, drives with her left, and going to get a blocking foul against Morgan Escobedo. Will be her first and the team's second. Baseline out-of-bounds opportunity now for the Sharks as they look to tie this one up or take the lead down two. 
with 22 seconds left on the shot clock. And that was a great job by Masaki, knowing she had the speed advantage. What you're taught to do is run right at the defender. They're moving their feet. You get the easy foul call. Inbounds goes to Jordan Jensen, kicked out to the right wing to Haley Masaki. Beautiful pocket pass from Megan Jones, finds Jensen, but can't get the layup to go. Rebounded by Dallas Martinez, and back the other way comes Shamanad. Pull up three from Emma Morris, comes up short off the rim, no good. Rebounded by Jordan Jensen, and the Sharks back the other way. Jensen on the left wing, feeds down low to Jones. Jones, couple of dribbles across the lane, spins back to her left, puts it up, and drops Ooh. it on through. Four points for Megan Jones as she ties it on up at four. 6.48 remaining here in the opening quarter of play. Smooth touch there by Jones. Great footwork, kind of going right, then left. Up with the lefty layup off the backboard. Perfect form. Nice bat bucket for HBU. Yeah, nice footwork indeed. Great patience shown by the six foot three Megan Jones right there. Here's Dallas Martinez. Pass off to Morris. Morris long two off the mark and rebounded by Jones. Back the other way comes HPU in a tie ball game for four. Masaki and off to Ross. A couple of dribbles will pull from the right elbow. Ross's jumper is no good. Ball tapped out of bounds and will go to Shamanad. 6-14 remaining here in the first quarter of play. Into the game for the first time for Shamanad is number 13, Madison Gage. 5'10 guard out of Broomfield, Colorado. One of many freshmen on this Chaminade squad. Kyle, you mentioned it a bit in the pregame that this Chaminade team rebuilding and a lot of youth on it as Escobedo's pull-up jumper is up and good from the free throw line. 6-4 now the CUH lead early on into play as Tiana Holland has checked into the game for the first time for HPU. Ball is stripped away out of her hands but will stay with the Sharks. Baseline out of bounds, 23 on the shot clock. Ella Burge into the game for the first time as well for Hawaii Pacific. Holland. Pass the ball out up top to Allison Ross. Ross, behind her back, will kick out into the corner to Holland. Holland up top to Jensen, who will drive the lane, gets hit, and can't get the layup to go, but she'll head to the line for a pair as Shamanad whistled for their third foul. Going to go against Ash... Pardon me. Pardon me Alyssa Schutze. Her first and the team's third as Jensen steps to the free throw line for the first time this evening. Jensen, a 5'11 guard out of Lake Tahoe, Nevada, averages just under six points per game. Shooting 82% from the free throw line this season as her first free throw up and good. Makes it a 6-5 ball game as Kaylee Berry checks into the game for HPU. Barry was PacWest Player of the Week earlier this season for some of her efforts on the glass and defensive efforts. Jensen's second free throw off back iron, no good. Offensive rebound by Barry. Kicks it out. Short corner, Ella Burge. No good. Rebounded by Chaminade. And back the other way come the Silver Swords. Dallas Martinez on the left wing will cross over. Handoff up top. Baseline drive and pass. Couldn't get the finish to go was Schutze. And Alyssa, or pardon me, Ella Burge comes up with the rebound. Outlet pass ahead to Kaylee Berry. Kick out up top. Erica Glenn straightaway three. Knocks it down. Eight, six now. HPU leads. 5.20 remaining here in the first quarter of play as the first three-pointer of this evening's game goes down for HPU. Schutze drives against Burge, puts up the left-handed layup and gets it to go. Ties this ball game up at eight with five minutes remaining here in the first quarter. 
Both teams trading tough baskets here early on. Backdoor pass to Jensen. Kick back out to Kaylee Berry. Berry spins, will get wow. hit as she shoots. No call there. Rebounded by Gage and Chaminade back the other way. Gage, hesitation dribble, gets to the rim. Blocked away by Kaylee Berry. Outlet pass ahead to Erica Glenn. No numbers for HPU. Doesn't matter. Glenn will take it anyway. Kicks back up top to Burge. Loose ball secured now by Kaylee Berry. And with 18 on the shot clock, Tiana Holland will call out the offense. Holland over to Jensen on the right wing. Jensen behind her back. Finds Berry, who will drive. Loses the dribble a little bit. And going to get stolen away by Morgan es or Escobedo. Jump ball called and... Going to be possession arrow favoring HP, or pardon me, Chaminade. Got a timeout on the floor. Tie ball game here in the battle of the H1. 8-8, 4-17 remaining in the opening quarter of play. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash bone and joint centers. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here in the first quarter as HPU and Chaminade are knotted up at eight with four minutes left to play in the opening quarter as Chaminade has the basketball and tend to shoot. Julian Parado gives into the left corner for Samira El Masri. Can't get it to go. And nice Julian by Parado gets it to go. Parado, the spry guard out of Campbell. We saw her play quite a bit last year, doing a good job getting that offensive board. And a great player she is, a nice addition to this Chaminade team as Kalina Aubrey can't get the layup to go. Offensive rebound grabbed by Ella Burge, knocked away, but finds its way to Erica Glenn. Back up top, Jordan Jensen, three, knocks it down. That's pure 11-10 now. HPU leads as a couple of back-to-back three-pointers from Jensen and Glenn give the lead to the visitors. Pass down low, finds Schutze, guarded by Ella Burge. Schutze puts up a layup, can't get it to go. A lot of contact there. Been a physical one here in the opening quarter of play as Kalina Aubrey goes all the way down the lane, can't get it to go. Some contact there as well, but just as I mentioned, these officials allowing these young women to play early on. Parado finds Schutze. Schutze drives the lane, kick out into the left corner. Left corner three off the mark by Holy. Offensive rebound no good, and Julian Parado comes up with it. Kicks on back out, and El Masseri drills the straightaway three. Back ahead goes Chaminade, 13-11, and teeter-totter we are here in this first quarter of play. And, Paul, you mentioned Obrey being frustrated. That's now four times she looked to be fouled, but it wasn't called. So we'll see if the referees clamp down on that. And that's something that if they don't clamp down on, Aubrey can't allow to take her out of this game as Glenn's layup comes up short and rebound by Chaminade and a foul going to get called. It'll go against, I believe, Ella Burge, her third, the team's or pardon me, her first and the team's third. 
as few subs check on into the game for the first time for HPU number 23 Kiona Loftus five foot seven guard out of Amarillo Texas and back into the game for HPU is Allison Ross and Megan Jones Escobito brings it on over the half court line will find Morris who kicks it on over to Desiree Carter the Sacred Hearts Academy uh, graduate and she'll bank in a three just mentioned she came into the game and Right away, she's into the box score. Banks in a three-pointer there. 16-11 now the Chaminade lead as we tick under two minutes to play here in the first quarter. Loftus will hand off to Allison Ross. Ross gives to Obrey. Obrey uh, over to the right wing to Loftus, who will pull up from the free throw line. Can't get it to go. Offensive rebound by Aubrey. A lot of hands in the cookie jar there. Doesn't matter. Turnaround jumper is good for Obrey. 16-13 now. HPU trails with 90 seconds left to play here in the first quarter. Dallas Martinez quickly back the other way. Will spin. Loses her dribble there. Recovers back out on the left wing and will give to Emma Morris. Morris to Escobedo. Escobedo over to Holin. Her high arcing three. Bounces off the rim a couple of times. No good. Rebounded by Haley Masaki. And HPU comes back the other way. Trailing by three. Masaki in and out dribble. Will kick. Finds Loftus. Loftus over to Ross up top. Sizes up and steps behind the three-point line. Now waits. Finds Kalina Obrey. And Obrey going to get fouled. We'll see who it's on. Going to go against number 14. That's Ashley Holen. And it's interesting, Paul. Out of all the plays Obrey has been involved in, that was probably the least contact she's received in this game, and yet she gets the reach-in foul. How about that? And I chuckled a little <laughs> bit internally for that exact reason. Inbound finds its way to Megan Jones at the right elbow. Jones, shot fake, gets all the way to the rim, can't get the layup to go, rebounded by Emma Morris. And HPU just missing a few too many good looks here in the opening quarter as they trail by three. Beautiful drive and kick right there. Escobedo finds a cutting hole in. And now a five-point lead for Shamanad as we tick under 35 seconds to play. Masaki will try and pass it along the baseline, but knocked out of bounds. Will stay with HPU with 22 on the shot clock. Something to keep an eye on. Looks like Haley Masaki tweaked her left ankle, so we'll see if that maybe flares up a bit. She's the engine that helps the HPU offense go, so if one of her wheels is maybe a little bit of a flat tire... That might spell bad news for the Sharks. Yeah, certainly need her to be fully healthy as she spins here and will get fouled after working her way all the way down to the right block. Heads to the line for two as Morgan Escobedo picks up her first foul. Or pardon me, second foul. The team's fifth. And Masaki will step to the line for a pair. And the Sharks trailing by five. Masaki's first free throw is up and good. Want to take this opportunity to remind you that this game is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. Second free throw up and good for Masaki. 18-15 now. The Sharks trail with 27 seconds left in the first quarter of play. Masaki checks out of the game as Leslie Mojica and her two fouls check back on in for this final possession of the quarter. Julian Parado up top. Mentioned it before, the Campbell High School alum, a freshman. Last year's OIA West Division I Player of the Year. Dallas Martinez with eight on the clock. Will work against Ross. Fadeaway jumper from the baseline, no good. Erica Glenn rebounds it with three on the clock. She'll get a chance to get a shot off, but can't get it off in time as her shot from half court is no good. And at the end of the first quarter, 
It's Shamanad leading HPU 18-15. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Women's Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on Into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action in the Battle of the H1 here inside Chaminade Gym where the Silver Swords lead HPU 18-15 through one quarter of play as we're back to live action. HPU will feed down low to Megan Jones and just as they started the game, Megan Jones will put it up and put it on in to cut it down to a one-point deficit for HPU. Back the other way comes Julian Parado who will drive, kicks it out to Emma Morris. Long two, rolls around the rim, no good. Rebounded by Leslie Mojica. Outlet pass up ahead to Allison Ross. Ross takes a dribble and tried to find Obrey, but stolen away. Good job there. Active hands by Sasha Phillips. And a steal for Chaminade. Phillips over on the left wing, guarded by Megan Jones. Jones averages 3.9 blocks per game as Phillips tries to get that one up and around Jones. Certainly the shot blocker impacted that one. The other way comes HPU. Kalina Aubrey from the short corner can't get the jumper to go. And wow. Leslie Mojica takes a shot after getting the offensive rebound. And no call except for she fell out of bounds and a turnover for HPU. Still trailing 18-17 here with 9.04 left to play in the opening half. And for those listening, the only reason she hit the baseline was because she was shouldered into it by two Chaminade players. So we have a bit of a UFC cage match breaking out here on a Thursday afternoon. And anytime these two teams get together, uh, you know it's going to be a little bit more physical as pull up three from the right corner. Pardon me, long two goes down for Samira El Masri. And back up to a three-point lead for the Crusader, pardon me, for the Silver Swords, the old St. Louis gym here. As Megan Jones has it up top, we'll find Allison Ross over on the right wing. Ross gets a screen from Jones and will bank in a three. Ties this one up at 20 as she kind of shakes her head after that one. Don't think she meant to bank it, but nonetheless counts all the same as Parado back the other way. Finds up top to Schutze. Schutze against Jones, gets it stripped away. Ball makes its way over to Dallas Martinez, who travels. And now we've seen two banked-in threes by players that didn't mean to. So definitely the shooter's touch so far. And for HPU, the give-and-go game is on point. HPU just needs to convert their layups. Kalina Obrey passing down low to Megan Jones. That's going to be the recipe for success for the Sharks. Backdoor cut here by Allison Ross, found by Erica Glenn. And just as you said it, Kyle, a backdoor cut. All you got to do is finish. She does. 22-20 now. HPU leads under eight minutes left to play in this half. Wow. And right back in your face, Alyssa Schutze shoots it on over. Megan Jones drills the triple. 23-22 now. Chaminade back ahead. Glenn with a head of steam back the other way will get hit and fouled. It's going to go against Julian Parado. First foul here of the quarter. First on Parado as Glenn will head to the free throw line. And Paul, I think it's pretty safe that we can add Alyssa Schutze to our all-name team. Perfect basketball name, right? I was going to say uh, it's as perfect as you can have for a basketball player as Glenn shoots and puts it on in first free throw to tie this one up at 23 with 7.42 left to play here in the second quarter. 
Glenn's second free throw off back iron, no good. Offensive rebound by Megan Jones. She brought it down, though. Ball is stripped away, stolen by Chaminade, and a hard fall taken by Dallas Martinez, the Sacred Hearts Academy alum, and officials immediately stop play to make sure she is okay. Athletic trainer quickly out on the floor as she is up under her own power and will walk off slowly. That's your sports injury report brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. Yeah, that was scary. Martinez, she hit her head basically full force, and it, it bounced almost like a basketball. So I think the athletic training staff is going to take a look at her. We saw this in our high school game at Farrington last week, and the athletic trainers do a great job. Hopefully she's okay and can get back in this game. Hopefully she's okay indeed. One of the best players for this Chaminade team this season, averaging just a hair under nine points per game. She also posted last season the first triple-double in program history. Baseline drive kick out to Jordan Jensen. Mid-range jumper no good. Tie ball game still at 23 here as we tick under seven minutes to play. Drive and puts it up and puts it in. Samira Almasari continues to have herself a nice scoring touch off the bench. She is the leading scorer for the Silver Swords, averaging just over 12 points per contest as we're going to get a foul on the post feed here. I believe they're going to whistle. It's going to go against number three, Alyssa Schutze. Yeah, and Schutze not only gets the foul, but she got an elbow in the face because she kind of had her face too far close to her player being defended. So HPU benefits already two quick fouls here in the second period for Chaminade. Tough to get the foul called on you and take the contact, huh? Baseline out of bounds now. Oh, beautiful. wide open. Ella Burge puts it up and puts it in. That's like one of those YMCA type of, type of plays where you catch somebody taking a big deep breath, looking the other way, pass it in for the easy layup. You're right, Kyle. Looked like the Chaminade defense caught sleeping right there as it's tie ball game once again. Amaya Washington into the game for Chaminade. Washington was a 2023 McDonald's All-American nominee before coming to the Silver Swords as Desiree Carter will get her dribble knocked away and a jump ball going to be called. Possession arrow favors Chaminade, so it'll be baseline out of bounds for the Silver Swords with six on the shot clock. Props to the HPU defense. Active hands down low, starting to frustrate Chaminade. And basically, even though the Swords are making their shots, I can I can start to see the, the frustration mounting, and this is where HPU needs to capitalize. Absolutely. There as it El is. As gets it knocked away there, stolen by Erica Glenn, who dives on the ground, gets it to Haley Masaki. Masaki ahead, and Ella Burge can't corral that pass. Turnover for HPU as the Sharks swimming along just a little bit too fast right there. Tie ball game still at 25. Parado will walk the ball over the timeline, guarded closely by her fellow number one, Haley Masaki. Gives to Sasha Phillips, who will swing on over to Washington. Washington freezes Jordan Jensen on a crossover, will kick it on out. Parado puts up the left-handed layup, rolls around the rim, and goes on down 27-25. Chaminade back ahead as we're under six minutes left here in the second quarter. Masaki gives to Jordan Jensen. Who will kick back up top. Straightaway three, Erica Glenn off back iron, no good. And Ella Burge going to get called for the over-the-back foul. Nice job there by Sasha Phillips boxing out. The senior out of Sweden for HPU. It'll be the second foul on Burge, the first this quarter on HPU. As Allison Ross checks back into the game for the Sharks, Erica Glenn heads to the bench. Kalina Obrey made it just in time and now they'll get <laughs> Megan Jones as well into the game 
So plenty of changes for Coach Ray Alvarado and the Sharks here with 5.47 left to play in the first half and a two-point deficit for the visitors. And going back to that play on the previous possession by Chaminade, Parado did a nice job kind of spinning through the lane. She's, she's not big, but she's built strong. So she used that, call it a Mighty Mouse type of size to get that layup on another Paul foul on HPU, maybe a questionable call. A questionable call indeed there. Foul is going to go against Allison Ross. Her first, the team's second, sends Alyssa Schutze to the free throw line. The reason I say it's questionable is because Ross appeared to have two hands on the basketball there, and Schutze, surrounded by three defenders, put up a shot anyway, and uh, they're once again bailed out by a foul call. This is the first free throw, and as you said before, the ball don't lie. And free throws are going to play a key factor in this game now that it's so close. As that one is up and good, I believe HPU has missed a few, but they're shooting 72% from the charity stripe this season, and they're going to have to keep that mark up tonight if they want to keep their streak going against Chaminade. Absolutely mentioned it coming into the game. 40 consecutive wins over the Chaminade Silver Swords for HPU women's basketball here. Chaminade looking to put an end to that up by three with five minutes left to play here in the opening half. Going to get a foul called believe it's against Alyssa Schutze. It is. And it'll go baseline out of bounds once again for HPU. The third foul against Schutze as it looks like we're going to get a substitution for her. Indeed we do. It's Emma Morris, the 5'11 guard from Tucson, Arizona. Morris tied for seventh in her career for most blocks among Chaminade Silver Swords as Obrey puts up the left-handed layup. Once again, went through some contact, but no call. Pass ahead to Amaya Washington, goes off her knee. Good hustle back there by Haley Masaki to force a turnover and keep it three-point deficit for HPU. And I mentioned this last year when Obrey first started playing for HPU. She almost suffers from the same thing big NBA players like Shaq used to suffer from in that her size eliminate some of the foul calls that most normally sized players would get and Obrey's not big by any stretch of the imagination she's just tall and very active inside as she gets the in inside pass on the baseline goes up and finally draws that foul we're looking for yeah you're right there uh, in terms of her size it's her strength really that it throws off officials oftentimes I feel like where she just doesn't get an opportunity to look like she was impacted as much by the contact and and when we come back it will be Aubrey at the free throw line 28-25, Chaminade leads HPU, 445 remaining in the opening half of play. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today.
Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing all the action in the battle of the H1 between the Chaminade and HPU women's basketball programs. One for two. Kalina Obrey goes at the free throw line to cut it to a two-point deficit for HPU as we have just four and a half minutes left to play here in the opening half. And going to get a blocking foul called against Kalina Obrey there as Samira Elmasari doing a nice job posting up right there and uh, forcing the contact, we'll say. Yeah, using that left arm generously, and fortunately for Chaminade, it was a call on Obrey. However, that call could have gone either way. Escobedo up top with 15 on the shot clock. Hands off to Amaya Washington, who will find a cutting Sasha Phillips. Oh. And she can't get that one to go, but foul going to be called. Two shots on the way as... Tiana Holland gets whistled for her first foul, the fourth team foul on the Sharks. And the next foul for both sides will result in two free throws no matter what uh, as Sasha Phillips steps to the free throw line. And as Phillips knocks down her first free throw, we'll step set, or pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Your home for USC Trojans football. KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back into McCabe Gymnasium, where Sasha Phillips knocks down two straight free throws to give Chaminade a 30-26 lead over HPU here. Four minutes remaining in the opening half of play as the Silver Swords looking to snap a 40-game losing streak to HPU. Megan Jones finds Haley Masaki up top. Masaki will find Mojica, left wing three. Rolls around the rim, no good. Rebounded by El Masri, and back the other way comes Chaminade. Leading by four, El Masri into the paint. Dumps off down low to Sasha Phillips. Flips it on up and good. Six-point lead now for Chaminade, the largest of the game for the Silver Swords as we're under four minutes left to play here in the half. Hey, HP needs to get that give-and-go game going again. The bigs looking a bit confused, especially Obrey who gets it right now. Some energy now in McCabe Gymnasium as that one blocked away by Emma Morris and going to get... A foul called, I believe, before the jump ball. And it's going to go against Megan Jones. And that's a bad foul for many reasons. One, you're so far away from the basket that you're allowing them to get out of this pressure situation for free. And two, you're giving free throws now to Sasha Phillips after she was 90 feet away from the basket. And three, it was a frustration foul because Chaminade wasn't called for the foul they probably should have gotten on their end. So you're, you're kind of adding insult to injury there as now, like you mentioned, Chaminade looking to add to its largest lead of this game. Phillips, first free throw is good. The southpaw out of Hawaii Baptist. Averages just two points per contest and a 50% free throw shooter, but nonetheless has really been solid in the first half here against HPU as her second free throw is up and good. Four straight makes from the charity stripe for the five foot eight forward. And now an eight point lead for Chaminade. Haley Masaki over to Allison Ross, left wing three off back iron, no good. Rebound by Leslie Mojica, nice job there by the freshman to go up and get it, and going to get a foul called down low, going to go against Emma Morris. A little too aggressive there against Megan Jones, and will send the transfer from UC Davis to the line for HPU. 
And here we are. We mentioned it earlier. Both teams in foul trouble. That's going to lead to free throws. So far, Chaminade nearly perfect from the free throw line. HPU hitting at about a two for three clip. So hopefully the Sharks, for their sake, can get going as, you know, improving on their 72% mark because I have a feeling there's going to be quite a few free throws in this game. The second half, especially as Megan Jones goes one for two from the charity strike back into the game for Chaminade after taking that scary fall is Dallas Martinez. Good to see that. As up top is El Masri, picks up her dribble and will find Escobedo over on the right wing. Escobedo drives against Masaki, now will pull it back on out. Finds a cutting Martinez, Martinez puts it up, blocked away by Leslie Mojica. And back the other way comes the freshman and HPU. Mojica with the left, crosses on over, flips it up. Allison Ross feeds down low and will give it to Megan Jones. And an offensive three-second violation is called. I think that's the first one I've actually seen this season. And we're about midway through the year, Kyle. So uh, unlucky there for HPU as Jones called for the offensive three-second violation. And I'm a bit bewildered because the only, reasons, the only reason Jones was called for three seconds was because she was being held by the defender there. So seems like the referees are kind of letting things play out maybe a bit too much and letting a lot of this physicality go. Curious if we see a change at halftime. Oh, as a foul going to get called. Ashley Holen gets the layup to go, the hoop and the harm, and will head to the line 36-27. A Chaminade leading, looking to make it a double-digit lead for the Silver Swords here as they've really opened things up in the second quarter. And I don't have it in front of me, but because the HPU win streak goes back to 2008, I would venture to say this might be the biggest lead Chaminade has had over HPU in that 40-game span. Make it a 40-and-a-half game span. And the free throw for Ashley Holen is good, but after the make, we have a hold called, I believe, against Dallas Martinez. And, and that goes back to what I said before. Jones was being held on offense, and I think the referees are noticing it. They're just not seeing it quick enough. So props to them for seeing that one, HPU shooting too. And there before I mentioned as Jones' first free throw goes off back iron, no good. Mentioned before, every foul going to be costly for both of these sides going forward the rest of the quarter, both in the bonus as second free throw is pure for Jones. Cuts it back down to a nine-point deficit for HPU as Leslie Mojica knocks that one out of bounds. Will remain with Chaminade. 26 on the shot clock and a nine-point lead in the pocket. Martinez finds Morris on the left wing. Will kick it up top to Escobedo. Over to El Masri. Takes a couple of dribbles, drives against Glenn, blocked away. Good job there by Glenn to go straight up. Ball saved still with Chaminade with 10 to shoot. Morris up top, finds Martinez. Martinez for three. She drills the three, but the shot no good as Morgan Escobedo going to get called for the foul first. A big swing right there. So instead of a three-point bucket, it will be a possession for HPU. And is that now three on Escobedo? That is three on Escobedo now. A good call out by you, my friend, as Julian Parado gets to the scorer's table, but not in time as Escobedo will be forced to play one more round of defense. Mojica straightaway three, can't get it to go. Rebounded by El Masri. And back the other way comes Chaminade. Escobedo, no one guarding her, drives, kicks into the right corner, finds Morris, off back iron, no good. Ball batted around and secured by Megan Jones. And there's and, the call. And just as we said on the other end, fouling 90 feet away from the basket was HPU. This time, 
It's Chaminade as Ashley Holen whistled for the foul and Megan Jones, who actually had that same error just a minute ago, she'll head to the free throw line for the third consecutive time. And Jones has a bit of a smile on her face knowing that she's finally getting those calls that she's been asking for, but here she goes and misses another free throw. She's really going to have to dial in from the charity stripe. Yeah, Jones, at, while it's good that she's getting to the charity stripe, that's not necessarily where she does most of her damage. Knocks down the second free throw to continue the 50% clip here this evening. She shoots just 45% from the charity stripe this season. She's out there a lot more for her defense, averaging just a hair under four blocks per game. Good for second best in all of Division Two. Escobedo out of the game, into the game, checks it, pardon me, checks in Parada. El Masseri will drive, ball is oh, stripped away, but a late whistle again as Erica Glenn going to get called for the foul, and El Masseri will head to the free throw line, and you can see some frustration from HPU with these late whistles where they feel as though they got the stop. The ball was secured in the hands of an HPU player, the defensive rebound, and as she was about to dribble up the court, whistle finally is blown as first free throw up and good for El Masri. And right there, Glenn was talking to the referee, Tiki Kaleohano, about just that. I mean, she was basically making her run up the court by the time that foul was called. Yeah, just a little bit sooner on the whistle if they're going to be called. Uh, it would be my preference as the second free throw up and good for El Masri. She continues a nice first half here as she's up to nine points. In, back into the game for HPU is Kiona Loftus who drives the lane, puts up the left-handed layup, can't get it to go, rebounded by Parado, given off to El Masri and Chaminade using their defense so far in this first half has held HPU below 30 points and in turn knocking down a lot of free throws as Dallas Martinez called for the travel over on the right wing and with 52.8 seconds remaining here in the opening half of play HPU will have an opportunity at a two for one. Yeah, great call there Paul. I think Masaki looking to hurry a bit trying to call for a screen and get some action. She does get that screen up top. We'll find Jordan Jensen over on the left elbow. Jensen picks up top, finds Burge. Burge into the corner to Glenn. Glenn with 15 on the shot clock, finds Masaki. Going too slow for a two for one. Now Masaki with 10 on the shot clock. We'll get another screen from Burge. Drives the lane, puts up the left-handed layup. No good. Rolls off the rim and is rebounded by El Masri. Quickly the other way comes Chaminade with 20 seconds on the clock. Morris finds Martinez. Martinez flips up the right-handed layup up and in through some contact. A 12-point lead now for Chaminade. And one final possession for HPU as a nightmare half for the Sharks. Glenn, straightaway three, off back iron, no good, and left some time on the clock. Back the other way comes Parado with one, and they'll hold it. That'll end the first half as Chaminade leads HPU 41-29 through one half of play, looking to snap a 40-game losing streak to this HPU program. Don't go too far. We'll have all the action to break it on down at halftime. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where HPU trails Chaminade 41 to 29 at halftime. A 40 game winning streak for HPU's program over the Silver Swords in jeopardy right now as Chaminade shoots 
47% from the field in the first half, holds HPU to just 29% from the floor. And Kyle, uh, not only that, but also free throws as uh, on one side, it's been pretty darn good, and on the other, shooting almost at a 50% clip. Yeah, HPU needs to improve that, but more so, they need to kind of take it easy on the threes. Three for nine so far, which on paper isn't bad, but just looking at, we mentioned it multiple times tonight, the size advantage for HPU suggests that after getting Chaminade in foul trouble, just pound it down low. They're going to have to back off eventually, and then you got to convert those easy layups. So you, you have that kind of perfect storm of misery, right? You're missing free throws, you're missing threes, and you're not making your layups. It's hard to win anything, let alone a basketball game that way. And you put it on a platter, really, as right now it's the turnovers, it's the bench scoring, it's the shooting, it's, it's a little bit of everything for HPU going wrong, and on the other foot, it's going right for Chaminade, finally looking sick of a 13-game losing streak this season, a 40-game losing streak between these two programs, and you'd never know between tonight, 12-point lead at halftime for the Silver Swords. Yeah, we talked to Sports Information Director Kevin Ashiro for Chaminade, and he confirmed what I mentioned earlier. He can't remember a time when Chaminade had this big of a lead, let's call it 12 points or more, against HPU during this 40-game losing streak. So props to Chaminade, great first half. Now it's going to be up to HPU to kind of flush that, come back out, and start chipping away because with 20 minutes left to go there's there is a lot of time you just you have to start making strides and you don't you basically can't afford to have the lulls that they did in the second quarter. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, the lulls in the second quarter really allowed Chaminade to open up that double-digit lead as after one quarter of play, it was just a three-point game, and then all of a sudden things get a little bit out of hand for the Sharks. And you mentioned before, they have to kind of go back to where they have the advantage, where it's down low in the paint. And that's where I kind of want to draw attention to where Chaminade is actually winning points in the paint right now as well and if I'm coach Ray Alvarado at halftime I'm talking to my girls and I'm saying guys we have the size over this team we have the ability to finish down low we're just we're blowing a lot of easy layups we have to be better down low and I'm glad you brought that up Paul because to me that screams hustle right if you have the bigger team but you're getting outscored in the paint that means you're not hustling for rebounds you're not getting second chance points and oh by the way HPU does lead in that six to five but on the bench scoring they're being outscored 22 to 10 and then on the fast break end being outscored nine to two so you flip all that around and it's pretty easy for HPU to get back in the game but they just need to execute to get there. It's tough to win at the college level. Ask any college coach, but they'll tell you to do it. You have to win on the margins. And when we come back, we'll break down a little bit what those margins are, give you the top scorers from the opening half of play. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where Chaminade leads HPU 41-29 to at halftime. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action in the battle of the H1 here. First, the women's basketball programs taking on each other to be followed up by the men's teams. And Kyle, I talked about it just before we went to break. This game is going to be won on the margins. And right now it's Chaminade cleaning up on the margins. It's not just winning one or two of those categories, but it's all of them. 
as you go into this second half, what is it, if you are Coach Ray Alvarado, that what are three specific things that HPU needs to focus on should they want to come back from this 12-point road deficit? Well, we alluded to it before the break. First thing, stop settling for three. You're not making them. Stop taking them. And, of course, if it presents itself after you make some other baskets, then for sure go for it. Second point, go down low. Take advantage of that size and really get the give and go going again because, as we saw in the first half, HPU had a bunch of openings. They just missed the layup. So you just got to convert that. And then number three, you're going to continue get, to get Chaminade in foul trouble. That means you're going to the line. You have to make your free throws. They're averaging about 7 out of 10 made per season. You have to at least hit that or even eclipse it knowing that's how you're going to chip away at this lead without any time coming off the clock. And then I know we are at the HPU station, but if you are Chaminade, how do you hold on to this second-half lead? Because this is a program that hasn't held many leads this season, So it, and especially we talked about it in the pregame, a young team at that. If you are, uh, pardon me, Chaminade and Coach Michael Edwards, how do you get your young team to hold on against HPU? So a couple of things. First thing is keep the energy up. They're definitely winning the hustle plays and the overall energy. And you can tell they want to put an end to this 40-game losing streak. And then on the flip side to what we said about HPU, stop fouling. And one of the ways to do that is you get set, you set your feet, and you start playing the angles. Almost like playing pool, right? You don't try to go right to the, right to the spot. You, you kind of look for where the player is going, anticipate, get there first, get set up, go from there. So if Shamanak can continue, I think main thing is keep the hustle up. And knowing that you have a 12-point lead, you can almost, I don't want to say play not to lose because that's usually when you lose, but because you have that buffer, you have a little wiggle room. You're not down and trying to come back. You're, you're you basically smarter. trying to protect the lead. Yeah, that, I think that is a totally fair way to put it and a, a good opportunity ahead for this Chaminade Silver Sword squad to, to learn how to win in a season that has not been very kind in terms of the win-loss column. I want to give you a couple of stats before we come back for the second half of action. For Chaminade, they're led by Samira Elmasseri's nine points, six rebounds, eight different Silver Swords scoring in the first half of play. Seven points for Ashley Holen follows her right on up. And then Sasha Phillips and, or oh, pardon me, Alyssa Schutze, each with six points for the Silver Swords. And on the other end, Megan Jones leading the way for the Sharks with nine points, six rebounds, but three of six from the charity stripe, uh, which is a little bit above her season average, shooting 45% from the free throw line this year. But nonetheless, outside of that, not many players who have made multiple baskets. In fact, just one, and that's Allison Ross, who has five points, the second most amongst Sharks players. When we come back, the second half of action as Chaminade looks to snap a 40-game losing streak to HPU. 41-29 is your score in favor of the Swords. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash boneandjointcenters.
Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on Into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here as Chaminade looking to snap a 40-game losing streak to HPU, snap a 13-game losing streak this season. And Kyle, they're well on their way there after 20 minutes of play, a 41-29 lead for the home squad Silver Swords. Yeah, and Paul, just before we get back to game action, I want to Thank all our listeners for tuning in. If you're in your car, heading home through your traffic, when you get home, make sure to check us out at hawaiisportsradio.com. Whether you're all the way out in Makaha or right around the corner in Manoa, you can catch us there, not only for our HBU broadcast, but for some exciting high school action. And later in the spring, we're going to have softball and baseball for you. So a lot of cool stuff coming up, including this second half right around the corner. A great promo from you right there and a little promo from me. If you're liking this action here tonight, we have two more HPU games coming on up or I should say four more HPU games coming on up as the Sharks back in action this Saturday and then next Tuesday at home against Azusa Pacific we'll have that game in this Saturday's contest against Hilo. Second half of action underway here as Haley Masaki gets the inbounds and bring it across half court. Masaki will find Jones at the top of the key and an early whistle here. They're going to get Sasha Phillip on the foul and Kyle, we talked about it just before halftime, uh, how the officials had let a lot of physicality go in the first half. Early on here looks like that may change. And something interesting about the women's game as Obrey posts up and then kicks it out all you need is to get 5,000 to the team. There's no one-and-one. One. You go straight to the double bonus. Masaki, left wing three, drills it. Beautiful kick out from Kalina Ogri. As <laughs> So maybe they shouldn't stop shooting the three. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, that goes to your point is when you're just putting up threes to put up threes, you, that's not a good way to go about offense. But there, good process as Kalina Obrey takes it, takes a couple of dribbles, and kicks it out to a wide-open Masaki for three. Brings it back within single digits, 41-32 now with under 9.30 to play here in the third quarter. Dallas Martinez drives against Obrey, will kick out to Phillip. Phillip long three off the mark, no good. Rebounded by Erica Glenn and HPU back the other way with a pair of stops early on. Glenn using an Obrey screen. Kicks it back up top to Obrey, who will feed down low to Jones. Jones back out, wide open Masaki. That one rolls around the rim, no good. Rebounded by Megan Escobedo as my boards start to fly away here. Escobedo stops, now goes again, kicks it over to Phillip. Mid-range jumper, no good. Rebounded by Megan Jones. And another stop for HPU here, trailing by nine. And just over a minute into this second half action. Yeah, Coach Alvarado calling for some movement by his players. Look for Masaki to get a screen, roll from it, look for the open pass. Masaki over to Glenn on the right wing. There it finds is. a wide open Jones who just biffs the layup right there. Rebounded by the Swords and still a nine-point lead for Chaminade. Down low, Emma Morris gets it stripped away by Glenn, but will stick with the Swords. Baseline out of bounds with 23 to shoot. Nice to see those active hands on defense for HPU. That's the effort that we were talking about. If the Sharks can keep that going, I think they're in good shape. Inbound finds Ashley Holin, who wide open puts in the layup. And that type of defense, not as much what you want if you are HPU, but great execution from Chaminade on the baseline out of bounds, back up to an 11-point lead for the home team. 
Post feed down low, finds Jones. Back out to Kalina Obrey. Obrey gives to Glenn, who will drive with the left. Back out to Ross. Left wing three, way off the mark, no good. Nothing but air. Bounces out of bounds there as Chaminade, another stop and looking to add to this 11-point lead. Leslie Mojica checks into the game for Allison Ross following the miss for Ross. A little bit of a press shown here by HPU, but backing off now as Escobedo calls out the play. And a lot of times you use that press not to get a steal, but just to slow down the other team from getting into their offense. And they certainly did as just 15 on the shot clock here. Phillip driving against Jones, gets away with a bit of an arm bar, gives to Escobedo, pull up from the free throw line, rims out, rebounded by Jones. Back the other way comes HBU, Masaki. And going to get a foul called in transition. Believe it's going against Dallas Martinez. It is. And a couple of few subs checking on in. One for Shamanad, Samira El Nasseri, and two for HPU, Ella Burge, and Jordan Jensen. Baseline out of bounds for HPU. Finds Jordan Jensen in the right corner. Gives to Burge, who will hand off to Masaki. Masaki to a wide-open Glenn on the right wing. Knocks down the three. Two three-pointers here to start things off in the second half for HPU. And some good offense for the Sharks as well. Cuts it back down to an eight-point lead for Chaminade. Yeah, good ball movement, getting the extra pass. And like you, you said, Paul, maybe I, I should back off my comments a bit. <laughs> don't, don't stop shooting the three, but get good shots from three. And so far, only one air ball. The rest have been great shots. Stop forcing threes, I think you probably meant at <laughs> halftime there as a couple of good shots. But Falco's against Ella Burge on the time. Long three for El Masri off the mark, rebounded by HPU. Back the other way come the Sharks. Masaki on the right wing finds Jensen up top. Jensen, shot fake, feed down low to Megan Jones. Jones gets it, and another three-second violation going to be called, and I not sure about that one because Jones, once she's able or once she catches the ball in the paint three seconds is reset there instead the official calls it after two dribbles and gets the layup to go so shot no good nonetheless still an eight point lead for Chaminade here and the second three second violation we've seen called against Jones in this one El Masri on the left wing will drive against Burge spins, puts up the layup wild shot no good, rebounded by Jones and outlet pass ahead. Good look by Glenn Ooh. and Ella Burge going to get fouled. And we'll head to the charity stripe for two as I believe they're going to get Morgan Escobedo. And that will be her fourth with 6.27 remaining here in the third quarter. She's due, her due for a long trip to the bench now. Escobedo, one of the best players on this Chaminade roster, and this could be an opportunity for HPU to cut into this eight-point deficit. And going back to that pass from Glenn, a beautiful 40-foot bomb, almost football-esque with the playoffs coming up this weekend, and Burge caught it, got fouled. That's the kind of effort HPU needs in transition. And that's the speed at which you want to see them play if your coach Alvarado is both free throws rim out for Ella Burge there as it remains an eight-point game. If you are Coach Ray Alvarado, if you're going to play with pace, you want to beat the other team down the court, not let them set their defense as three-pointers off the mark, rebounded by Leslie Mojica. And HPU continues to look to cut into this eight-point deficit. Jordan Jensen from the right corner will drive to the elbow and give to Glenn. Glenn drives with the left, kicks, 
finds Ella Burge, got it to go, hoop and the harm, as Ella Burge will head to the free throw line after getting the layup to go. Six point game, looking to make it five now with six minutes remaining in the third quarter. And I'm really impressed with Glenn's passing ability. Normally, Haley Masaki's the facilitator on offense for HPU, but that's now two possessions in a row where Glenn has threaded the needle, one to a streaker, one down low on the baseline. Both have resulted in points and free throws. Both of them have resulted in passes to Burge as well. Burge's free throw, that one off the mark, no good. But once again, Erica Glenn hustling it down. Offensive rebound gives it to Masaki up top who will pull it back on out and reset the offense. 15 on the shot clock. Passes over to the right wing to Mojica. Finds Glenn, who will swing to Jensen, all the way to the left wing now to Masaki. Masaki with five on the shot clock. Drives the lane and going to get a moving screen called against Ella Burge, so no shot for Masaki and a turnover for HPU as Burge gets whistled for her fourth foul. Going to get a 30-second timeout. We will keep it here. No, pardon me. We'll step away as well as we have a media timeout now on the floor. Chaminade's lead cut down 43-37. The Silver Swords lead 542 remaining here in the third. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to McCabe Gymnasium where Chaminade leads HPU 43-37. 5.30 left to play here in the third quarter as left wing three no good. And Leslie Mojica comes up with the rebound. Jump ball going to be called. Possession arrow favoring Chaminade. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action in the battle of the H1. Chaminade looking to snap a 40-game losing streak against Hawaii Pacific University. So far, well on their way there. Inbound finds its way to Desiree Carter. Give back on out to Schutze. Schutze running left-handed layup, no good. Looked like Jones may have impacted that shot. And back the other way comes HPU. Erica Glenn going to get called for the carry there. Just lost track of her dribble, went above her head and couldn't corral it quick enough. And we mentioned effort is something HPU needed to work on. Leslie Mojica, the freshman, definitely bringing the effort tonight. A lot of hustling, a lot of diving for balls, causing jump balls. And I think her play is going to help HPU get back in this one. I'm going to go on record and say HPU is coming back. Oh, I like that call out from our Kyle Galdera as Schutze going to put that one up. And it looked like Jones might have gotten a piece of it, but the official is going to say Jones got a piece of Schutze as well. So we'll send Alyssa Schutze to the line. And we have another timeout on the floor. We'll take one as well. 43-37 when we come back. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks Basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back into McCabe Gymnasium where Alyssa Schutze steps to the line for a pair of free throws, knocks down the first one. Want to take this opportunity to remind you this broadcast brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. When you choose a primary care physician affiliated with our sponsor, Hawaii Pacific Health, they take a personalized approach to prevention, wellness, and a healthier you. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash primary care. Second free throw up and good as well for Schutze as it's an eight-point lead once again for the Silver Swords as we're under five minutes left to play here 
here in the third quarter. Haley Masaki over on the left wing gets a screen from Jones and going to get a foul called against Desiree Carter, I believe. Yeah, uh, she basically took down Jones. Running, <laughs> yeah, running directly through Jones, who was setting a screen off ball, trying to set up Leslie Mojica for a left wing three. Instead, it will be Megan Jones heading to the free throw line for a pair of free throws as now Chaminade into the bonus. Five fouls on the Silver Swords with 4.42 remaining in this quarter of play as Jones knocks in the first free throw. And that was something we talked about at halftime, Kyle, was HPU needing to be better from the free throw line. And Jones, she got there three straight times, one for two, three straight times. We'll see in this one as second free throw up and pure. So her first trip there here in the second half, a bit better than her first half trips as it's back down to a six-point deficit for the visiting Sharks. Schutze up top will hand off to Carter. Carter tries to step through, blocked away by Megan Jones, and it will remain with Chaminade baseline out of bounds with 17 to shoot. And Jones is going to get a much-needed break. She's getting frustrated. Obrey comes in for her, and I think that's a great call by Coach Alvarado taking Jones out of the game kind of letting letting his big man calm big woman pardon me calm down a bit you know just to prevent any any technical fouls or anything silly yeah best way to do it right there as allison ross comes up with a loose ball steal and hpu comes back the other way looking to cut into this six point deficit masaki finds a cutting obri obri one dribble kicks back out up top to ross ross to mojica one more into the corner for masaki baseline drive with the right kicks back out and ball is tipped will remain with HPU, 15 on the shot clock, baseline out of bounds now for Hawaii Pacific. For, pardon me, Masaki, very Tony Parker-esque, running the baseline, looking for an opening uh, resembling the Spurs game back in the day. That ball gets away from Masaki. Julian Parado comes up with it, and Masaki, great hustle back there to block the shot, but going to be whistled for the foul as Julian Parado will head to the charity stripe for two. And another tough call against HPU here. Masaki picking up her first free throw. And that's now 14 fouls on HPU, so the next one for both teams is going to be two free throws for the other squad. Good call out. We did talk about it a little bit more at the start of this quarter as Parado's first free throw is up and good that we expected the officials to try and take control of a little bit more of this game and calm down the physicality and so far that's seemingly what they've done. Parado's second free throw is also good as the freshman out of Eva Beach, Hawaii knocking in a couple of free throws to put it back up to an eight-point Chaminade lead as we're under four minutes left to play in the third quarter. Hand check foul going to get called against Alyssa Schutze. We'll send Allison Ross to the free throw line. And just as we were just talking about Kyle, this game has almost come to a screeching halt with a foul called on almost every possession. Yeah, and it's, it's not the fact that the fouls are being called. It's that there's no consistency. You know, a player gets knocked down, nothing, and you get a little, you know, tap of the fingernail, and then you get a call, called foul. So I think both teams are just going to ask the referees, trying to even it out as far as not calls for both team, but teams, but just being consistent with what you're calling. Speaking of consistency, something that's been consistent for HPU at the free throw line thus far, misses Allison Ross's first one, bounces around the rim and out. Second one up and pure to bring it back down to a seven-point deficit for HPU with 3.43 left to play in this third quarter and the Sharks trailing. 
Dallas Martinez back up top after taking a, a hard fall in the first half. She returned to the game after getting checked out by the athletic trainer. Nice backdoor pass right there by El Masri and then is stolen away. Haley Masaki back the other way. Ball fake and transition. Puts wow. the left hand layup up. Got it to go. Hoop harm. Heads to the line for one more. Looking to make it a four-point game. And that's one of those shots where you're, you're like, Haley, no, no, oh, yes. Haley, no, <laughs> Haley, yes. A great job by the junior point guard right there to finish through some contact in transition. A little bit of a scoop layup. And now heads to the line for one more, looking to make it a four-point game. Masaki's free throw rattles around the rim and in. 47-43 now the Chaminade lead. There was 3.30 left in this third quarter. Emma Morris from the right corner, no good. Leslie Mojica comes sprinting back for the rebound. And HPU with a little bit of momentum now. Mojica ahead, finds Ross. Ross puts it up, leaves it just a little bit short. Ball batted around and going to be out of bounds off HPU last. So Chaminade coming up with a stop right there. A good job getting back in transition and limiting what HPU could get. And real quick, Paul, that's at least 10 missed bunny layups by HPU tonight. Essentially 20 points off the board, and that's why they're trailing by four. Understandable. Leslie Mojica pokes it away from Martinez, and now Martinez going to get fouled. And Martinez a little bit frustrated, thought she was fouled before even that. Mojica going to pick up her third foul. Erica Glenn back into the game for the aforementioned Mojica. Martinez steps to the free throw line for a pair of free throws. 77% free throw shooter this season as her first one is up and pure, averaging just under nine points per contest. Does a little bit of everything for this H, or pardon me, for this Chaminade team. I mentioned it earlier in the broadcast. She recorded the first triple-double in the program's history last season as her second free throw is good. And a timeout going to be called by Chaminade. We'll keep it right here as HPU continues to get on these runs, Kyle, where they get stops, they get stops, they get stops, but on the other end, it's the bunny layups that they miss. It's not even that Chaminade's defense has been great. It's just a lot of self-errors by HPU thus far, seeing them trail by six with 2.59 remaining here in the third quarter. And I'm going to put my positive Paul spin on things, though. They've cut the lead from 12 to six, and they were capped at six. Chaminade would go up by eight, down to six, now down to four. And basically, Chaminade is only succeeding in this quarter thanks to the free throws. So if HPU can lay off the fouls a bit, focus on there, and like you said, make those layups, but also look for the wide open three, I think HP has a shot of tying it up by the end of this third quarter. And by the end of this third quarter, it's just about three minutes away here as we're back to live action. Masaki gets the screen up top. We'll find Glenn into the left corner for Jensen. Her three off the mark, no good. Came up short. Jensen Hustle gets her own miss, finds Kalina Aubrey. And Kyle, that's exactly what you were talking about before. If the Sharks want to get back into this one, you have to out-hustle. And an offensive foul going to get called against Jordan Jensen here away from the ball and Jensen can't believe it asks another official uh, what she did and 
Doesn't get much of an explanation either way. Another turnover for HPU, trailing by six with 2.36 remaining in the third. The only good news there is that because it was an offensive foul, it doesn't lead to free throws, whereas if it was a loose ball foul, Chaminade would be shooting too. So that's one of the, the bright sides for HPU on that play. And for some reason, the Chaminade bench doesn't understand that player control fouls are not resulting in free throws as a foul going to get whistled once again, a drive by El Masri, and Jordan Jensen picks up her second foul within less than 30 seconds. And El Masri will head to the free throw line looking to add on to this six-point lead for Chaminade. Back into the game for HPU is Tiana Holland, the transfer from the College of Sequoias, one of two new members to this HPU team between the uh, semester break. The College of Sequoia is obviously where Coach Ray Alvarado came from before this season as first free throw for El Masri up and good to make it 50-43 now in favor of Chaminade with one more free one on the way. El Masri's second free throw up and good as it's back up to an eight-point lead for the Silver Swords. 2.26 remaining here in the third quarter of play. Erica Glenn will bring it over the midcourt line. And now it's an isolation against Martinez. Kicks it out, finds Jensen, who will drive. And stolen away by Dallas Martinez. Now one-on-one. -on -one. She'll pull it back on out here. Wait for the rest of her Chaminade teammates. Kicks it on over to the right wing to find Morgan Escobedo. Escobedo hands off to Holen, who spins in the lane, got away with a travel, and instead gets the foul called. Once again, will go against Jordan Jensen, and Holen will head to the free throw line. And here you see what the issue was with all of those quick fouls to start the quarter for both sides, where any mistake you make here as the quarter progresses late, is going to result in free throws and here results in a pair for Ashley Holland. And because Chaminade is bringing such great hustle and energy as that first free throw is up and good, it's forcing the issue, forcing the action, and because HPU is always retreating, always moving back, it's easy to get those foul calls. Both free throws up and pure for Holland as it's back up to a double-digit lead for Chaminade. Just two minutes remaining here in the third quarter, and you said, Kyle, that HPU could have a chance to tie this one up. Well, not if they continue fouling on both offense and defense. Mojica back into the game on the right wing. We'll find Ross up top. Ross with 12 to shoot. Dribbles, kicks out. Left corner three for Holland. Drills that one. And man, did HPU need that. Brings it back within seven points. Allison Ross took a spill after the shot went down as well. Dallas Martinez quickly going back the other way downhill. We'll find teammate up top. That's Escobedo driving a lane, going through a little bit of contact, nothing there. Sasha Phillip gets the offensive board, can't get that one to go. Her putback is missed and blocked. Outlet pass ahead to Allison Ross as HPU looking to cut into this seven-point deficit. Leslie Mojica, right, wing, or right corner three. Back-to-back -back triples for HPU, and all of a sudden, the Sharks with a little bit of life. A timeout on the floor will keep it, too. Uh, pardon me as it looked like there was a timeout on the floor. Chaminade's entire team going over to their bench, but I think no. what, what happened, Paul, is the HPU bench was so excited they ran out on the court as if they were taking a timeout, and the referee saw that and called one, but 
No timeout call. We're back to live action. I see. They had me fooled as well as we tick under a minute left to play here in this third quarter. Just a four-point lead for Chaminade. Back-to-back three-pointers making it a close game. And Ashley Holin going to draw another foul. That one going against Allison Ross. A nice job by Holin there, ripping through and driving into the body of Ross, who was not quite set on defense yet. So another quick whistle by the officials sends Holin to the line looking to put an end to that momentum from HPU. She does with her first free throw up and in, back up to a five-point lead for the Silver Swords with 49.8 left to play here in the third. Second free throw off back iron, rattles out and no good, and they're going to get a foul called. It's going to go against Samira Elmasri and Kalina Aubrey almost lets out a sigh of finally a call going her way. Elmasri whistled for her third and Obrey will step to the free throw line for a pair of free throws, looking to make this potentially a one-possession game for the Sharks. And for some of our listeners, you may be thinking, Obrey's name sounds familiar. Well, she was the Gatorade State Player of the Year probably about four years ago at Kamehameha went away to San Jose State, wanted to change the scenery, so she transferred back to HPU, went through the transition there, and she's really helping Coach Alvarado to get the Sharks back on track. One of the big post players that they have really complimenting Megan Jones's game. She's a bit more polished than Megan Jones offensively. I think we've said this on broadcasts before where Jones is a phenomenal player in her own right, but I, I mentioned it at the start of the broadcast. It's her defense that really HPU looks at. But when it comes to the offensive end for bigs, Kalina Obrey is the one that really controls it for HPU. And I know this isn't possible, but if you could have the ideal situation, you'd have Kalina just play an offense, then tag Jones, who would come in and play defense. And that's your perfect Division II basketball player right there. You got your platoon in that <laughs> sense. Well, Obrey holds up on her and knocks in both free throws. One possession game now, 54-51. HPU trails with 35 seconds left to play in the third. Morgan Escobedo all the way to the rim, skips it up and in, back up to a five-point lead now. And playing with four fouls. Yeah, that's a great call-out as well. Escobedo playing with four fouls and not even into the fourth quarter of play. Leslie Mojica, left-wing three, rattles on out. And we're going to get an over-the-back foul called, I believe, against Obrey. And that is a bad foul as well because unlike an offensive foul, that will result in free throws. And something to keep an eye on. Dallas Martinez and Leslie Mojica are getting into a bit of a, of a physical battle. We'll say Mojica giving uh, Martinez a big shove in the back and the referees didn't see it. So we'll see if that continues to bubble up as we get close to the fourth quarter. And I actually can give a little more background to that because on the other end, I mentioned before, Martinez getting a little bit frustrated because she thought she deserved a foul call as Emma Morris's first free throw is up and good. Thought she deserved a foul call earlier while Mojica was defending her and Mojica continuing to play physical defense there. So clearly starting to frustrate the senior guard for Chaminade. Second free throw off the mark for Morris. So one last possession now for HPU. Ten seconds on the game clock. Up top is Mojica will find Masaki with five on the clock. Masaki with four. Masaki with three. With two. Will put it up and can't get it to go. And at the end of the third quarter of play, it's Chaminade leading HPU 57-51. We'll keep it right here as Chaminade looking to snap a 40-game losing streak to HPU and a 13-game losing streak 
to begin, or not to begin this season, but uh, currently in this season. And Kyle, as we head into this final 10 minutes of play, what's the most important key for each side should they want to come out with a win? So first of all, I'm really impressed with HPU bouncing back. They were down 12, cut it to 6. They pretty much, I think they were listening to us in the, in the <laughs> locker room because they did what we said. Go low, pass it out, find some openings, get fouled, and make your free throws. They've done that. Now on the other side, they need to limit the fouls because Shamanad's only in this game because they're getting free throws. And on the flip side for Shamanad, continue the energy because they're winning the hustle battle. Now they just need to win the game, something they haven't done in quite a while. A big 10 minutes coming on up for the two Oahu Division II teams as Shamanad leading HPU 57-51. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here from inside McCabe Gymnasium. Once this one wraps up, you don't want to go too far from your radios. We will have the men's matchup coming up right after this one, the battle of the H1 between Shamanad and HPU. And on that note, if you're listening in your car, driving home, be sure to tune in on your mobile device at hawaiisportsradio.com for live streaming action. Back to live action here inside McCabe as Haley Masaki will bring it across the timeline. Hands off to Allison Ross. Ross's layup off the mark, no good. Rebounded by Escobedo. And... Just as we've been saying all night, it's not that HPU hasn't been able to get good shots. They just have not been able to make those good shots as Escobedo kicks it on over to El Mastri. El Mastri on the left wing will cross over, drives against Megan Jones, gets that one blocked away. The prolific shot blocker got a piece of that one. Erica Glenn in transition the other way. Reverse layup, no good. And... Rebounded by Shamanad. Great hustle there by Shamanad, making it a two-on-four fast break that turned into a slow break and a missed basket. Yeah, no real advantage there for Glenn. Puts up the reverse layup and just couldn't get it to go. Escobedo on the left wing, drives against Masaki, takes the contact and gets it to go. Eight-point lead now for Shamanad as Morgan Escobedo continues to play quite well with four fouls for the Silver Swords. Yeah, she's a really good find for this Swords program. Tiana Holland gets her layup blocked away by Ashley Holland. A nice job there by the freshman Holland, or pardon me, the sophomore Holland. Good defensive play as Shamanad looking to get the lead back up to double digits. Dallas Martinez from the left wing can't get it to go. Rebounded by Megan Jones and HPU. Erica Glenn up ahead finds Allison Ross. Ross back to Glenn. Glenn straightaway three. Rolls off the back of the rim. No good. Rebound, pardon me, rebounded by El Masri. And now a bit of a pace being picked up. El Masri drives the lane and... Going to get a reach-in foul, I believe, called on Haley Masaki despite crazy contact down low. A collision between El Masri and Erica Glenn. Foul came just before that. Either way will result in a pair of free throws for Samira El Masri. That's a tough call going against HPU because El Masri had no idea of making a basketball play. She literally lowered her shoulder football style and ran over the defender. I don't care if your feet are set or not. That shouldn't be allowed. No, absolutely got away with one there. The foul call just ahead of what would have been a charging violation. El Masri's first free throw is perfect right on through to put it on up to a nine-point lead and one more on the way. Shamanat doing a great job, as we've mentioned, making their free throws, putting pressure on HPU. 
Kyle Mastry's second free throw is also good. And Kyle, it was one of your keys at halftime where you have to continue to stay strong at the charity stripe and HBU needed to start to get better. And well, one side held up their end of the bargain so far. That's why you see the double digit lead for Chaminade. Erica Glenn finds a backdoor cutting Haley Masaki. Back up top to Leslie Mojica. Mojica crossover dribble into the lane. Back to the left and going to get bumped and fouled with 7.59 left to play in regulation. Foul is going to go against Ashley Holen. It's her third, team's first of this fourth quarter, sending Mojica to the free throw line. Mojica, 56% free throw shooter, knocks in the first one there to bring it back within single digits for HPU. And Mojica getting the benefit of the doubt there. She wasn't really shooting, but she's here at the line shooting too. You'll notice I didn't say if it was a shooting <laughs> foul or on the ground because I wasn't quite sure. Whatever way. works. It worked out. Two free throw makes for Mojica there. An eight-point deficit for the Sharks. And back the other way comes Dallas Martinez with a head of steam. Finds Schutze down low who puts it up and back up to a ten-point lead for Chaminade as every time HPU tries to cut into this Silver Swords lead, it has seemed like the Swords have an answer. Megan Jones, with an answer of her own, puts up the left-handed layup up and in. A timeout on the floor by Ray Alvarado and HPU. They'll extend it to a full timeout. We'll take one as well as HPU trails Chaminade 63-55, 7.36 left to play in this one. Don't go too far. Listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We got your legal, yeah, coming up. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where Chaminade leads HPU 63-55 as Ashley Holen drives the lane, runs into a straight-up Megan Jones. Great job of verticality right there, and a stop for HPU. Mojica kicks into the right corner, finds Erica Glenn, who stops, puts up the layup, can't get it to go, and knocked out of bounds off Glenn last. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Home of the Dallas Cowboys, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here at McCabe Gymnasium, where Chaminade leads HPU 63-55, under seven minutes left to play, as Chaminade looking to snap a 40-game losing streak against the Sharks of Hawaii Pacific University. Ashley Holland's step-back jumper is no good. Offensive rebound by Morgan Escobedo, the five-foot-four guard. Comes up with a second-chance opportunity and almost came up with a second one there as Leslie Mojica secures the defensive rebound. Back the other way comes the freshman for HPU. Will kick it out to Ross. Swings around the arc, finds Masaki on the right wing. Masaki down low to Jones. Extra pass out into the right corner to Glenn. That one too long off the mark. Rebounded by Morgan Escobedo. And Chaminade back the other way. Escobedo pitches it ahead. Stolen away by Megan Jones. Just not enough on it there for the 5'4 guard. Masaki back the other way. Hits Mojica in the left corner. Mojica drills the left corner three. And just like that, a five-point game here inside McCabe Gymnasium as Leslie Mojica has come alive here in this second half from long range. And I'm a little curious why Alvarado isn't bringing Obrey back into the game because Chaminade is finally starting to beat HP on the rebounding battle. 
So this is a time where HP can't give up second chance opportunities to the Swords. Curious to see how much longer we see Overy getting a break. Megan Jones also just checking out of the game for a breather here as just a five-point deficit for HBU as we have under six minutes left to play in this one. Ashley Holen, right-handed dribble drives, gets it up, gets it to go. She's fouled by Jordan Jensen, will head to the line for one more, looking to put it back up to an eight-point lead for Chaminade. Kyle, I've mentioned it a few times, every time HPU cuts into this Swords lead, it seems like Chaminade has had the answer. Olin's free throw up and good. Makes good on the extra there to put it back up to an eight-point lead, 66-58. Masaki will hand it off to Mojica. Mojica drives, finds Ross, who will drive and take it back out to Jensen. Jensen, left-handed dribble, answer right back with a and one of her own. Puts it up, puts it in, will head to the line for one more. Makes it 66-60. Got a real quick sports injury report for you. Erica Glenn being treated for what looks like a cut on her right arm. So hopefully she can get that patched up and get back in the game because she's been a great facilitator for the Sharks offense tonight. Not only a great facilitator, but also another one of your most prolific three-point shooters as Jensen's free throw is good. Back down to a five-point deficit for HPU. Tiana Holland checking into the game for Allison Ross as Coach Ray Alvarado mixing and matching here in the final quarter, trying to figure out what it's going to take to keep this winning streak alive over Chaminade. And we're going to get offensive foul called against Dallas Martinez. She was battling against Haley Masaki for positioning, and a great job by Masaki to not be overly aggressive, not try and push her off her spot, and instead Martinez whistled for her fourth foul here with 5.18 left to play, Kyle. And we'll keep an eye on Leslie Mojica. Her, her jawing is starting to draw the ire of at least three or four Chaminade players. So we'll see if that emotion starts to bubble up with the 5-10 and counting left in this game. But I like that if you are the freshman, try and get in their head. Tiana Holland, straightaway three, rolls around the rim, no good. Ella Burge gets the offensive rebound, her putback, no good. Sasha Phillip comes up with the board. And Chaminade will walk it up the court as we tick under five minutes left to play. Five-point lead for the Swords. Escobedo on the left wing. Behind the back, driving against Masaki, and going to get a blocking foul against Masaki, I believe. And lucky for Mas or pardon me, lucky for Escobedo, she gets away with a bit of a hooking foul, which would have been her fifth had it been called an offensive. Instead, baseline out of bounds now for Chaminade, and 20 to shoot. Colin inbounds the ball to Schutze, who will find El Masri. Almasri, a couple of dribble moves up top, spinning in the lane, left-handed, gets it stripped away, and she touched it while she was out of bounds. Turnover for Chaminade, and back into the game for HPU is Megan Jones checking in for Jordan Jensen as we have 4.36 left to play in this one, and it looks like it may come down to the wire between the two Division II programs here on Oahu. Nice job by Coach Alvarado getting Jones a couple of minutes of a breather without losing any ground as far as that five-point deficit. Have to imagine she'll be in the rest of the way as Holland, a couple of dribbles into the middle of the lane, will feed down low to Jones. And 
Got a timeout called by HPU. Coach Ray Alvarado didn't like what he saw. We'll keep it here. And Kyle, you're right. A nice job by the Sharks to not let this one grow too big of a deficit while Jones was on the bench. Uh, like you mentioned before, I'm curious, do we see Kalina Obrey as this one ticks down? Does she check back in soon as uh, starting to, she's been sitting on the bench for a while, have to imagine she's got her wind back under her sails. Yeah, I think maybe Coach Alvarado knows that with your defensive stopper in Jones back in the game, he's maybe gambling a bit thinking that you keep the speed out there. You try to get some openings, knowing that the down, the post area isn't really working for HP tonight. Like we said, they've left at least 22 points on the table due to missed layups. Maybe they're looking for that outside shot. Ten on the shot clock here as an inbound finds its way to Jordan Jensen. Going to get a foul called. Not sure if it was in, a, in the act of shooting. Looks like it'll be baseline out of bounds for HPU as... Ashley Holen gets whistled for the foul, the third team foul, or pardon me, fourth team foul, and her fourth personal foul. So a bunch of players with some foul trouble here late. Inbound makes its way to Jones. Back inbounds to Erica Glenn, who's back into the game. Glenn tries to flip it to Jones. Ball is tipped and stolen away by Escobedo. Nice sleight of hand right there by the five foot four guard. Come up with a big time steal as we're under four minutes left in regulation. Over to the left wing to Holin, her three in and out. Rebounded by Jordan Jensen. That one was halfway down. Instead, back the other way comes HPU with a head of steam. Masaki into the left corner, finds Ella Burge. That one touches every part of the rim and then rattles out. Rebounded by Samira Elmasri and Shamanad. Elmasri will give to Escobedo up top. Escobedo will pull it back on out and take some time off the clock here. 15 on the shot clock. Down low to Schutze, running layup with the left up and in. Seven-point lead now for Shamanad as Schutze gives a little bit of breathing room to the Swords. Masaki kicks into the left corner to Ella Burge. Burge up top to Jensen. Good ball movement here from the Sharks. Finds a wide-open Masaki. Her three-pointer is off the mark. Rebounded by El Masseri, and she'll be bumped. Another one of those bad fouls from HPU in the backcourt behind half-court. And there you allow Chaminade to get the ball up without any defense. It's the fifth foul on Jordan Jensen, so her night will be done. And even worse for HPU, one more foul will result in the bonus for Chaminade the rest of the way with 3.06 left and a seven-point deficit trying to come back from. And you alluded to it, Paula. Frustration foul, HPU, again, settling for threes. You can take them if it's a good shot, but these are basically frustration fouls after frustration shots. Basically everything falling apart for HPU after they had seemed really close to coming back. Frustrating night in general, it seemed to be for the Sharks thus far. Three minutes left to try and come back in this one. Sasha Phillip from the left wing knocks it down. The long two-pointer gives a nine-point lead to Chaminade as the Silver Storrs can start to feel it. Megan Jones kicks it out, finds an open Allison Ross in the right corner. That one's short, rebounded by El Masseri. And with 2.30 left to play, Chaminade going to take some air out of the ball here as El Masseri sizes up Mojica. Her dribbles, drives, kicks it out to Washington, who couldn't handle the pass out of bounds. A turnover for the Silver Swords, and a little bit of life now 
for HPU, 2.26 left to play. And I'd really like to ask Coach Alvarado, why is Obrey on the bench? You have Shamanot on the ropes as far as foul trouble. Get down low and get fouled. And Masaki does that. Thank you. An excellent job by Masaki, <laughs> aggressively driving into the lane right there. A shot fake up, gets Morgan Escobedo in the air. She'll head to the line for two, and even bigger for HPU. Escobedo's night is now done for Shamanad, one of the more dynamic players for the Silver Swords. Well, she'll have to sit on the bench and watch for the final 219. Props to her, though, for going almost this entire fourth quarter without fouling. Certainly made it a long way and has put her team in a good spot to pick up their first win in 14 tries. Masaki's first free throw bounces on in to make it an eight-point game. Second free throw up and good as well. 70-63 now HPU trails with 2.19 left to play. Julian Parado back into the game for Shamanad, the Eva Beach Hawaii product. Parado guarded by Mojica. Out on the left wing, we'll hand off to Amaya Washington. Washington, working against Ross, will find Sasha Phillip. Phillip guarded by Jones with 10 on the shot clock. The southpaw drives with the left, blocked away. Megan Jones comes up with another block. Mentioned it before, she averages about four per game, and now with five seconds on the shot clock for Shamanad, going to need to get something up quick as Dallas Martinez checks back into the game for the Silver Swords. Inbound, makes its way to Schutze, back to Martinez, across the lane, puts up the layup, and a late foul call. Going to go against Haley Masaki, and uh, another one of those instances where it appeared that HPU had came up with the defensive stop, got the rebound, and then as they start to go the other way, a whistle blows, and now two free throws for Dallas Martinez with 148 left looking to add on to the seven-point lead. First free throw off back iron, no good. And once again, you may hear in the background, ball don't lie from some unhappy HPU fans. Big free throw here. Seven-point lead for Chaminade. Martinez's second free throw rolls around the rim, no good. The old broadcaster's curse rebounded by Allison Ross. And once again, HPU continues to have life as we're under two minutes left to play. Masaki quickly the other way, gets bumped on the way to the rim. Julian Parado is going to get called for this one, and Masaki will head back for the charity stripe. And this is exactly what you want if you are Ray Alvarado and these Sharks. You stop the clock, and you get to cut into this deficit. A timeout called by Chaminade and Michael Edwards as the second-year head coach starting to feel it slip away. And we'll keep it on here as... Shamanad trying to hold on for dear life here inside McCabe Gymnasium, looking to snap a 13-game losing streak this season and a 40-game losing streak against Hawaii Pacific University. So Kyle, with just under 100 ticks left in regulation and two free throws upcoming for Mohika, pardon me, not Mohika, for Masaki, what would you like to see defensively from HPU following these two free throws? So first of all, Haley's got to make these two free throws, cut it down to five. And then, like I've been saying, you almost want to maybe play a zone, right? You, you kind of leave the three-point line open. Shamanad hasn't been consistent. Force the action down low. And now that Kalina Obrey is finally back in the game, you use your post-size advantage to try to get some missed shots, turn those into transition buckets. You mentioned it, Kalina Obrey back into the game for HPU as Masaki's first free throw toilet bowls on in, cut it down to a six-point deficit. 
Megan Jones out of the game for HPU as Masaki's second free throw up and good. Ashley Holland checking back in for Chaminade will replace Amaya Washington here as HPU shows a man-to-man -man full court press following the makes. Mojica will pick up Parado in the backcourt. And the shot clock and clock not running on the inbounds right there. So we'll get a stoppage as our official friends go over to check on in with the scorer's table. I want to take this opportunity to remind you, you can tune in every Thursday morning to Sharks Weekly, a deep dive into HPU athletics at 9 a.m. or get it on demand at hawaiisportsradio.com and clicking on the HPU Sharks tab. Today, we had the men's basketball program from HPU on. Back to live action as Julian Parado gets it across the timeline. 20 on the shot clock here, guarded closely by Leslie Mojica. Hands off to Holen. Holen will drive the lane. Gets bumped last moment. believe it's going to go against Allison Ross. And it will send Holen to the line with an opportunity to kind of take back some of those points that Masaki had been taking at the other end. And, Paul, that's the reason I had hoped that HP would play zone there because you're not chasing players. You're guarding space. And when you load up the... the baseline with size, you can't get those layup opportunities and the fouls that Chama just got. So I wonder if the Sharks are going to make an adjustment or maybe roll the dice now that they're down seven again with a minute 24 to go in this game. As you mentioned, back down seven after a perfect trip to the line for Ashley Holman. Makes it 72-65 back into the game. A couple of subs for HPU, Erica Glenn and Megan Jones. Jo or Glenn drives with the right hand. Will work, kicks it on out to Allison Ross, but before the pass and the made three, we are going to have a foul to go against number 15, Samira Elmasri. It's her fourth, the team's fifth, and Glenn will head to the free throw line. Once again, with the clock stopped, trying to cut into this deficit for HPU. And, and Coach Alvarado's doing the Obri for Jones sub pattern on defense. Is Jones up to her fourth foul too? Because maybe he's trying to limit the potential for fouls there. That's a That's good the only question. thing I could think of because to me, he should be leaving both of them in for this potential offensive rebound. A good question right there. Either way, it's tough because Glenn misses the front end of these shots. Second free throw up and good. Makes it a six-point game with 1.16 left to play. Inbound goes to Julian Parado. Still a full-court press for HPU. We'll give it on over to Samira Elmasri. Elmasri guarded closely by Kalina Obri. And Obri going to get whistled for the reach-in foul right there. Sending El Masri to the line for a pair, stopping the clock with 107 left to play. The third foul going against Obrey. And actually, I don't mind that because if you are going to foul, foul early in the shot clock. The last thing you want to do is let 29 seconds go off. And I only say that because I'm talking about earlier off, off air, Paul, the UH men's game where the other team, I believe it was Riverside, right? They fouled Hawaii three times with one second left on the shot clock. You can't have that happen here if you're HPU. Cannot have that happen here as first free throw is good for El Masri. Second one on its way. Same result, back up to an eight-point lead with 67 seconds left in regulation. Time running out here for HPU, trying to save a 40-game win streak. Erica Glenn straightaway three off back iron, no good. Rebound tipped around, collision up top. Ashley Holland secures the rebound. 
And now Chaminade going to try and take as much time off the clock as possible. Erica Glenn going to be whistled for the reach-in foul. will send El Mastery back to the charity stripe as HPU trying to extend this game as long as possible, try and keep their comeback hopes alive. Megan Jones back into the game along with Allison Ross for HPU as El Masri steps to the free throw line. And you can see across from our broadcast position, Paul, the Chaminade bench is giddy with excitement knowing that they are 49 seconds away from pulling, I would say, the biggest upset in program history. When you look at the the 40-game losing streak to HPU, I, I, it's a great accomplishment if they can pull it off. I don't think that's an unfair assessment of the way that things currently stand. Two rough seasons in a row for Chaminade so far under Michael Edwards, just 3-38 and 38 under his tenure, and we have a timeout on the floor. We'll keep it right here. And I tell you what, Kyle, it's just it has been tough sledding for HPU all evening, whether it be at the charity stripe, missing layups, and at the end of the day, it is Chaminade that is winning on the margins and also just doing their job. And with 48.5 seconds left in the game, normally your strategy would be foul. Hopefully they miss a free throw or two, and then you go to the other side and try to make a quick basket. But to Chaminade's credit, they've been connecting on so many free throws tonight, you almost can't do that because you're basically just trading point for point and wasting time so now if you're HPU you got to get a quick three make it foul hopefully they miss one do it again at least four times so it's going to be a tall order but we'll see if the Sharks can come through down by 10. Following the timeout ball is advanced into the front court ball inbounded to Ella Burge kicks it out to Leslie Mojica her left wing three is no good ball rebounded by Chaminade and the Silver Swords will try and get it back over the timeline, Haley Masaki whistled for the foul with 38.6 ticks remaining in this one. El Masri will head back to the line. Masaki with her fifth foul. Her night is done here, and it seems like it's all just window dressing at this point as Chaminade looking to snap that 40-game losing streak to HPU, looking to snap a 13-game losing streak this season and doing it in a big way inside McCabe Gymnasium up 10 points with 39 seconds left to play. El Masri's first free throw rims on out. Might be a little bit too late though for the Sharks. Yeah, if you're HPU, you hope you, she misses this one, get the rebound, get a quick three the other way. El Masri does exactly that. Comes up short, rebounded by Burge and quickly comes Allison Ross back the other way. Ross drives the lane, takes a little bit of contact, ball hangs on the rim a bit and gonna be rebounded by Chaminade jump ball called possession arrow favoring the Silver Swords and with 28 seconds left curious if HPU continues to foul here inbound makes its way over to El Mastery once again ball stripped by Leslie Mojica out of bounds it'll remain with Chaminade 25 seconds remaining want to remind you not to go too far after this concludes as foul gonna get whistled I believe against Megan Jones. It is. Don't want to go too far after the conclusion of this one. We'll have the men's side of things. Chaminade men's basketball taking on HPU men's basketball in the second of two games here tonight inside McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdero bringing you all that action as well here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. El Mastery's first free throw up and in, 77-66 now. The Chaminade lead with one more free throw to come. 
El Masri takes five dribbles, sets, puts it up. That one off the mark, rebounded by Jones, and Erica Glenn will quickly come the other way. Pitches it ahead to Ella Burge into the right corner for Mojica. That one off the mark, no good. Rebounded by Schutze, given to Julian Parado. Parado going to hold it, and an eight-second violation going to be called, I believe. No, a timeout called by Chaminade as Michael Edwards realized the situation that his freshman guard not necessarily uh, thinking that the game was going to have any more whistles blown. Uh, obviously have to get it across the timeline in 10 seconds, so uh, instead of taking the turnover right there, Coach Edwards calls the timeout. And this is academic at this point. 6.8 seconds to go. Shaman up, up by 11. I think you have to give a lot of credit to the Silver Swords. They've been through a lot, like you said, these past two years. And going back to 2008 when HBU started the 40-game win streak against their cross Honolulu rivals. And I think it just goes to show if you put in the work and bring in the right players and get them to buy in, you're going to be in a good spot. Absolutely a great way to put it as this one going to run on out. Chaminade snaps a 40-game losing streak to HPU on the women's basketball side of things, taking down the Sharks 77-66. Don't go too far. We'll break down everything that just happened. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where Chaminade takes down HPU in women's basketball for the first time in 41 tries. 77-66 here inside McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bring you all the action of the doubleheader here tonight as men's basketball is next up tonight. A, a tough scene for HPU as they really struggled from the charity stripe, shooting 22 of 33 from the foul line, just 66% from there, 32 of 42 from the free throw line for Chaminade. And the bigger thing I would say, Kyle, was finishing down low. Chaminade did a phenomenal job making sure to finish through those tough contact layups, whereas HPU really uh, just too many bunnies and chippies that were coming up short. Yeah, again, I go back to effort, right? We talked about it. HPU kind of came out lethargic. We thought maybe they'd figure it out at halftime, but obviously not. Chaminade outscoring HPU in bench points, 39-22. In the paint, 28-18, to even though the Sharks had the obvious size advantage. And then on the points off of turnovers, Chaminade with 19. And then, of course, you add the intangible, right? HPU missed at least 11 or 12 easy layups. That's 24 points off the board. And when you add all that up, that's how you end a 40-game win streak against Chaminade. Yeah, a real, real tough night 
for HPU offensively as Chaminade really showing on up here in McCabe Gymnasium. You mentioned it, Kyle. A great job by them to snap a 40-game losing streak against their fellow Division II program. I want to give you a few stats before we get on out of here. Got to give out our Yeah You Player of the Game as well. And then uh, you won't want to go too far. We'll be back in a little bit for men's basketball. First things first, though, taking you through on Hawaii Pacific side. They were led by Megan Jones's 13 points and 11 rebounds. The junior posting a double-double for the Sharks in the loss. 12 points for Haley Masaki. She drew six fouls in this one. And then 8.7 rebounds and five assists for Erica Glenn off the bench in the loss for HPU. On the other side, for Chaminade in the win, they are led by Samira Elmasri's 18 points, 11 rebounds, a double-double of her own. Ashley Holen chipping in 17 points of her own as well as the Silver Swords. I mean, we've mentioned it ad nauseum at this point, Kyle. Snap a 40-game losing streak to HPU and snap a 13-game losing streak this season and really just has to feel nice for Coach Michael Edwards and his team. Yeah, and Chaminade did a great job getting to the free throw line. 42 free throws taken. They made 32 of them for HPU. They got to the line 33 times and made 11. Right there, that's 11, basically, or sorry, 10 free points that when you compare the two squads really made up the difference tonight. Tough sledding tonight for HPU on the road, falling to Chaminade, 77-66. Just one more thing to do before we wrap up our women's broadcast. And Kyle, that is to give out our Yeah You Player of the Game award. Uh, and that's it's going to be a tough one here tonight. Who do you who do you want to give our Yeah You Player of the Game award to? I think we have to give it to Samira El Masri from Chaminade. She was the energetic leader for the Swords on the court all night and ended up with 11 made free throws, a team high 18 points, and more importantly to me, 11 rebounds. So she made the plays when she needed to for her squad and really frustrated HPU every time they were trying to come back. It was Samira who made a big play, so I think she's worthy of our player of the game. I think that is an excellent pick. Samira El Masri, your HP or pardon me, your Shamanad player of the game, your Yeah You player of the game. Yeah You HL is the newest brand for sports and apparel and accessories. Get 50% off your purchase with code HSRN50 at yahuhnl.com. That's Y-E-A-H, the letter U H N L. Yeah you, let's get it. Kyle, I want to say thank you so much for being by my side in this broadcast. And in fact, I enjoyed it so much. We should do it again here just in a few minutes. Don't go too far. We got men's basketball up next. Chaminade taking on HPU in the battle of the H1. You've been listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Women's Basketball. Presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. This broadcast was made possible thanks to the following. Play-by-play announcer Paul Brecht. Color commentator Kyle Galdera. HSRN photographer Michael Lasquero. And in-studio technical engineer Alan Mia. Visit HawaiiSportsRadio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.